0: Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: All right, I'm, uh, I'm experiencing <laughs> it the same way you're experiencing it. That's right. <laughs> Live oh, wow. and in color, that's right.
0: <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Happy Monday. Happy... Monday, yeah, we don't usually record on Mondays. This is great. It is rare that we record on a Monday. It's good to see you, though. You too, man. Yeah. Looking uh, just to give the people on the other end uh, a visual. Gabe is—he's uh, got his shades on, and it's he's bright uh, outside. He's got, it's bright. Yeah, it's bright outside, but he's got—he's got, he's got this—he's uh, got this mean-looking leprechaun guy behind him. Um, hmm. Pretty, pretty fitting for St. Patty's Day coming around the corner.
1: Yeah, this town, this town being St. Petersburg, is is known for uh, well, a number of things, but one of those things is its murals, and that's one of that's one of St. Pete's finer
0: murals hanging out behind me there.
1: Uh,
0: it's, uh, it's it could be creepy if uh, you don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty true. awesome actually. True. So, so how, how are you doing, man? Well, I'm yeah, good. I'm, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Busy. um, But, you know, we're in a strange, strange times right now around the world. Obviously, we're not uh, as bad as Ukraine's dealing with, but um, we're we're kind of we're being affected by it uh, digitally. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Definitely quite a bit, um, both
1: personally, interpersonally, digitally. um, You know, we have some folks uh, that are that are associated with with. You know, different parts of our extended communities um, that live there, work there. Uh, You know, if if you're in the software business, as many of our listeners are, um, there's a lot of programmers that come out of Eastern Europe and a lot of folks in Ukraine. Um, So there there are a lot of folks within, you know, just the general, just my general network dealing with a lot of stuff there. So I kind of wish the best to all those folks and everyone is staying safe. It is crazy times. Um, War is crazy. War is crazy. It's uh, hell, I believe. Is is the, uh, the phrase goes, "War is hell," um, and so we did want to talk a bit about it today. And I think you know, there's a lot of things we can explore and and, and kind of talk about, but we certainly don't want to talk about anything political. We, we want to keep this right. in the context and conversation of what we do around here, privacy and security.
0: Yeah, I, you know, the one thing that I thought about is it, it's still mind boggling that there are actual physical wars in 2022 you would i always thought that any kind of war that would happen it wouldn't be where you'd have to sacrifice actually doing anything like like it was back in world war ii it's just it just goes to show you how things have not really changed even though techn- technologically it has but i always pictured it being like two enemies going face to face on xbox and <laughs> and once they you know, if if they won that way, nobody gets killed and then they can have whatever they wanted or something stupid like that, but unfortunately it's it's more real than that. I mean I I long for what
1: you, you described because then we could just we could just go low tech for the countries that don't have a lot of high tech and just rock, paper, scissor it. I mean by that by that yeah, like, like, yeah we just we just meet on the playground and just rock, paper, scissor, but somehow as adults, it gets more difficult to, to solve your, your problems, um, your problems with others. Um, yeah. I, the phrase land war, because you're making up a good point, right? You know, surprised that we are in a, that the world has a, a physical land war going on, although there are several going on around the planet. And this one just happens to be one of the ones that I think are most impactful to, to us. where We're, we're yeah. on state side and just the rest of the world, is, you know, because of the peoples involved, quite frankly. Um but land war, using that phrase to differentiate between other types of war, um, because there is, at the same time right now, a cyber war being waged. There, mm-hmm. there was kind of arguably always a tacit cyber war going on, right? Which is to say, like, shots are just kind of always being fired around the world from from nation state to nation state, right? like was included, you know, whatever whatever those cases may be. But that, that's definitely intensifying right now.
0: Yeah, I mean um that's that's perfect what we could talk about so what's you know what russia's ongoing cyber attacks in ukraine um what does that have to do with the future of cyber warfare so um that's kind of what we wanted to talk about on this this episode today right yeah i think we should start right there what does it mean in the future of cyber warfare (sighs)
1: We should definitely get yep. some other folks on to to discuss this in a bit more depth. I can think of a couple of past guests as well, some that we haven't had on before that might be uh, useful to get into this. Um, which is mm-hmm. just a really nice way of me saying I'm going to caveat everything I'm going to say with I'm not an expert in all of these areas. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? I'm just I'm just deferring Disclaim, to the other disclaimer, right? Disclaimer. Those other people when they come on will well, get <laughs> better to this, but. Uh, one of the things that I see happening right now that's certainly going to change both the, the future of cyber warfare as well as, you know, just cyber defense, there is uh, there's a lot of disclosure activity going on right now um, coming from official agencies as well as non-official agencies. Um, disclaimer, uh, uh, disclosures that is about um, vulnerabilities, right? Like there's, there's kind of this uh, gentleman's handshake of a, a process, if you would, about sharing vulnerability data like when you find an issue with some other company's technology, that kind of thing. Um, right. And, you know, there's, there's CVSSs and things of that nature where, you know, official notification of these things are posted. But there's been an uptick in, in some of that activity also, namely uh, people that know where vulnerable systems lie or vulnerable um, parts of systems lie, right? Like alerting everyone else to those things and where patches need to be created and so forth to try and shore up more infrastructure, shore up, shore up more systems, I, that certainly changes the, the nature of, of warfare as well too right like as two nations in particular are going at it both in in the physical space and in cyberspace you know there's this there's this need to make sure that everyone is protected as well too because you know no no digital asset is out of out of out of scope in this attack and any of these attacks they never were But now, what that means is that, like everyone else, starts shoring up their defenses. Also, right? Like you were preparing for a flood, but because you're preparing for a flood, you're now also well prepared for other types of large water events, right? Um, Right. Smaller and larger alike. And so, I think it certainly changes that that the way the way other organizations will be prepared to deal with cyber attacks, namely. Having their systems patched of certain issues, right? Um, the, sure. way we're, the way information is currently being shared, from a vulnerability standpoint, is also um, that seems to be changing in real time as well, too. Although the current systems we have in place, like the CESS reporting systems, still seem to be holding up pretty well, though. Um, but I expect that there'll be a change in intelligence gathering and sharing. How much more important it becomes now uh, for private agency to work with public agency. As they see signals of attacks from other places, sharing those signals of attack, not just yeah. not just the, the breaches, but but attack signals, more sharing of that between government
0: and private uh, organizations. That's a good point. What so, Gabe? What type? What types of cyber global war are we dealing with?
1: What are some of the types? I mean, so you can. You can break them down into two categories, for the most part. You've got your indirect attacks and your direct attacks. Uh, and, and we're talking cyber war, right? like we're talking, we're not talking cyber attack you, in the sense that, like, some ransomware groups sends you a sent you piece of malware. Like, right. right? Cyber war, right? So right. you know, you've got your, your indirect attacks like, on an, on another nation, which come in the form of the things that we talk about all the time. that get a little scary, right? Like uh, hitting the hitting the energy grid, um, hitting the banking system, um, you know, the, 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 t- the parts of, of infrastructure that keeps society kind of together and grounded. Um, and then you have the word direct attacks, direct attacks on an individual citizens. So, you know, unleashing ransomware just on, on citizens is, is rather effective at doing all kinds of things, right? Like it, it makes communication more difficult, especially in a day when many people receive their communication digitally, right? Like if, if you're getting your news mm-hmm. from some specific website or app, and those things are all disrupted now, um, you know your your flow and source of information, it's completely disrupted. So you know targeting citizens that way is uh, just one of the ways. So you, you've got your more indirect against infrastructure and things of that nature, and your direct attacks against it, specific organizations, businesses, like targeted against. Okay, these five organizations supply the majority. Of ingredients used in MREs. I'm making this up, obviously. Um, I don't know who those organizations are that supply the MREs. Whoever they are, though, I understand that they should be punished. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but but like but seriously, a, yeah. But that would be a direct attack on that target in particular.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. So so what what can we uh, what can we do to protect ourselves? The the weed, What are some ways, yeah. The the weed in, in that. I, I'm,
1: I'm going to take it to mean like the collective we all of us like yourselves mm-hmm. your organizations everyone um, kind of at the, the personal level you should keep doing the things that you were, you were always doing you know the things that we we literally opened this podcast in on episode one talking about right like all the tools that you can use to stay safe digitally um, and, and keep your information private digitally that's the first step to keeping things from getting compromised do those things go to doing all those things organizationally this is this is definitely a case of not just... You, 100% you have to be prepared, right? You can't wait for the ransomware to hit. This is the time to be prepared. This is the time to protect your data. This is the time to know where it's at. This is the time to have found it, to, to have protected it, to have done all those things with it. Now is the time. If there was ever a, uh, man, we'll wait till... Like, now is legitimately the time because what we're looking at isn't necessarily an attack, that you know, a, again, where your organization may be hit, but we're almost guaranteed to To see some shrapnel from these attacks, um, if and when things escalate, and what I mean by shrapnel is, uh, let's think about, let's go back a few years and when Stuxnet was was uh, discovered in the wild, it was it was a bit of ransomware, not ransomware, it was a bit of malware that was launched, malware, yeah, yeah, by a nation state. Um, the The presumption is that it was either Israel or maybe Israel and the U.S. or some combination, whatever it was, and it was it was targeted at uh, at Iran and their centrifuge system. That that bit of, of malware got out into the wild, though, and as it got out into the wild, it started creating um, a hell of a lot more, a hell of a lot more damage for for everyone else that got it, just in terms of being able to track down this infection what it did and, and likewise there and that was with a benign payload a completely benign payload that did absolutely um nothing to to systems that weren't the ones that it was targeted right so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't one of the centrifuge systems that it was actually targeting so um so it did nothing, but it still caused a lot of havoc in all of these systems Were getting affected. So th- that type of shrapnel, shrapnel, if you would. Um, we've seen other types of, of similar attacks in the past that were, um, there's probably a dozen of them I can rattle off, of uh, these types of attacks where they were intended for some other nation state victim, uh, something of that nature, and it ended up into the wild. Not Petya is the other one that comes to mind, right? So Not Petya ended up disrupting Speaking of like u- Ukraine and like it disrupted Ukraine and it ended up, it ended up bubbling out of that and even took down um, Merck. It took down, it disrupted FedEx. Um, Merck's, the global shipping company was affected, right? Like mm-hmm. that was all shrapnel of cyber war at the time. And maybe even now, a lot of folks may have been thinking about that in the context of just, it was some bit of malware that was out in the wild. That was cyber warfare shrapnel. And so the thing that we can do right now is prepare for that shrapnel. Expect that there's no place you can just stay completely hidden from trap. when the way right. the internet works as a battlefield is all the things are connected. That's how that works. And so now is the time to make sure that you, you are patching your systems. Absolutely. All of mm-hmm. the, the, the very low level rudimentary things that you could do, that system doesn't need to be online take it offline for now. I know you've got it up there for testing purposes, but if you're not going to be testing over the course of the next 72 hours, maybe you should take it offline. 24 hours, maybe you should take it offline. Um, yeah, that's the kind of vigilance that certainly uh, you know I've taken with, with systems right now, too. But I, I am anticipating that there will be additional um, malware shrapnel just because we've seen it already. We've seen it so yeah. very largely. Like, If, if you need to look any further than not pet you as to why this isn't just a it might happen, but you know when it will happen. Then I, yeah. There's no further convincing I could I give.
0: Because if it already worked, then it's
1: going to still work now. Yeah, that was big time disruption. Not, it was ma- massive, massively
0: disrupting all over the place. Yeah, so. So in 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 spirit of, um, and I forgive me, but in spirit of our last interview that we did, make sure you back up your data, people. <laughs> Do some of that. <laughs> Especially, especially now.
1: Yeah,
0: um, that was a good time. Okay, this that. is great. Um, okay, Gabe, Thank you. Um, so, what we'll do, I think, I think this could be good. What we could do is, we'll have this as part one, and we'll kind of do a continued series on this because this is not going to go any anyway, or go away anytime soon. So, our next series, we'll have another uh, another guest to to dive a little bit more into this.
1: Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, I think it. I think given the current times and situations, it. it moves us to make sure that our listeners are uh, up to date on all the latest things and to that end they're going to have to hear some of this from, from some other experts in the field so let's go
0: get them on the show Alright, sounds good. Well, I appreciate it and uh, thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys next week. Till next time Thanks for tuning in to Privacy Please This podcast is brought to you by Spirion protecting what matters most. If you guys want to keep hearing us and supporting us, please, please, please email me at cameron.ivy at spirion.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N dot I-V-E-Y at spirion, S-P-I-R-I-O-N dot com. We would love to hear from you. New topics, guests, all that good stuff. Support us. We love doing this every single week and we hope to continue. Thanks again for your support. Again, Cameron Ivy, over and out, all around decent guy. See you next week.